Hi, everybody. I want to welcome you to EI on the Fly, our podcast about all things early intervention. My name is Dana Childress, and I'm in Virginia. I'm an early intervention professional development consultant on our state's team. Um, we were responsible for training and resources for the folks that provide early intervention in Virginia. I'm going to let my co-host introduce herself, and then I'll um, talk about our past episodes and where we're going today. So, Emily? Yeah, I'm Emily Webb. I am the training coordinator here in the Massachusetts Early Intervention Training Center um, as part of the Department of Public Health. And I'm super excited about today's episode because we are going to get to hear from a program. We interviewed a program director, a supervisor and a parent as well as their assistant director. She has the unique opportunity to see things from both lenses. They This program is Cambridge Somerville Early Intervention at Riverside. So let's hear what they have to say. Definitely. And we're excited to have them wrap up our podcast series on uh, functional assessment um, because we've kind of gone through all the components of functional assessment. We've talked about observation, asking meaningful questions, active listening, sort of the biases you bring to the process. Um, We've talked about functional assessment and the initial IFSP. And in our last episode, we talked about ongoing functional assessment. So I think this is a great way to end this series to hear from folks who are doing it or experiencing it. So I'm here today with some of the staff and uh, parent from Cambridge Somerville Early Intervention at Riverside, and I'm going to have them introduce themselves, and then we're going to talk a little bit about what does functional assessment mean to you in your role here at the Early Intervention Program. My name is Lizzie Feigenbaum, and I'm the director of our Early Intervention Program. I'm Megan Tiedosio. I'm both the assistant director of our early intervention program and an EI parent. And I'm Kathy Keltz. I'm an early intervention social worker, and I also was an EI parent 15 years ago. That's great. So let's get started. Lizzie, I'll ask you first, what does functional or authentic assessment mean to you as a program director? I automatically go, in, go to being a clinician when I think about functional assessment or authentic assessment. So for me, it's what we need to be doing every moment that we are with a family to really understand what is happening for that caregiver, for that child in their relationship, in the home setting or wherever else they are. Um, what's their experience in the home? What's their capability in the home, in the community, at the playground, at the places they frequent, um, or if the child is in a childcare setting, in the childcare setting as well. So we have to be attending to so many different things and really be working to see the baby the caregiver sees, to understand their experience and the stories they're telling themselves about what's going on so that we can effectively find ways to work with them that help them to grow in the ways that they want to grow for the parent and for the child to be developing. However quickly or slowly, we can help to foster. 
As a program director, for me, I also think about functional assessment in terms of staff because I'm always thinking about parallel process. So where is the staff in their ability to go in and make really good relationships with families, to suspend their own clinical discipline lens and be able to see more holistically, to give the right amount of information at the right time to parents? And what do we need to be doing as leadership to help give them the skills that they need um, to go out and do good functional assessment and good clinical interventions? I love, love, love that you said we want to see the baby that the parent sees. That is like such a powerful statement and I think such a good reminder for early intervention providers. I just love that. And I haven't really thought about it from that perspective. Like see the baby that the parent sees. So I'm curious, do you have like concrete um, suggestions or strategies for other administrators that are trying to have their staff incorporate functional assessment into everything that they do? Like, are there things that you have done that you feel like have been successful or any, any insight? (laughs) It's a work in progress. It's all a work in progress, right? Um, So we have been for the past year working, um, on a couple different fronts, which are all interrelated. Um, One is understanding the neurobiology of stress and the arousal scale. So clinicians can kind of know where they are so that they can ground themselves to be calm enough to really um, see and feel what's going on and not just be in their own little panic state or shutdown state. We've worked around creating shared understanding with people and the polls of finding the sweet spot between curiosity and candor, which is always something we're working on in early intervention. And we culminated some of this work with a two-day training from the Erickson Institute in Chicago from the Fussy Baby Network called Facilitating Attuned Interactions, which is very much about ongoing authentic assessment and knowing where being able to attune the parent mindfully self-regulate yourself and um, uh, join the parent where they are and learn how to help them shift from uh, where they are to different states so that we can get to doing work together. But some of that work is just sitting with them where they are and being able to tolerate the feeling with them so that they really feel seen and heard and attuned with And it's only from that place that people can really move forward. Um, So that's some of the work that we've been doing that we have found very helpful. And there's been some grumbling from staff. We need to be talking about uh, the concrete things that we're running into, hearing loss, speech, potty training, sleep. And so um, what we've been saying is we're taking a year to really set this foundation. That's the foundational piece of work for everything we do. And And now we're getting to some of that. But now we have this language that we're weaving into everything. Um, So that's that's what we're trying. That sounds awesome. (laughs) Kathy, do we want to hear from you from your perspective? What does early intervention, I mean, functional (laughs) assessment mean to you? (laughs) Sure. Well, 
I feel like the idea of functional assessment really fits in with my social work training. Because as a social worker, you're always trained to think person in environment. You don't think about a person as sort of a, it's an individual entity. Every person is in their environment. So every, every baby or toddler is in their family. And every family is in an extended family. And every extended family is in a community. And then people have other environments in which they in you know in which they exist so their religious community or their neighborhood or the building they live in so for me when i think about functional assessment i think about thinking about all of those environments and sort of assessing how the child is is you know doing in those different environments but also how the parent is doing in those different environments and how those different environments are affecting how the parent and child are doing or the parent's perception of what's going on. And I think that what it means to me out there doing the work, functional assessment, is that quite frequently I have to suspend my own judgment. Like an example I can give is a family who, you know, where their child's functioning was interfering with their life was that their child was not sitting during church services. And as I learned more, asked more questions, just trying to assess what that meant to them, and I learned that church services were like two and a half hours long, and my initial reaction was, who would expect a toddler to sit that long? You know, that doesn't seem developmentally appropriate. But as I talked some more with the family and learned about what the family was observing other families and how this community helped children sit for that long, and that I had to suspend that judgment that I initially made and really get to know what the family was experiencing and help them think through solutions that matched their community expectations. And that's what I think about functional assessment is that I, it's like just constantly asking more and more questions so that you get a broader and deeper and richer understanding of the family's um, experience so that you can actually help <laughs> rather than sort of come in with your own ideas. That's awesome. And I think about like from that parent perspective, like what it must have meant that you were helping them with something that's so important in their life. You know, I think sometimes when we work in early intervention, we think about like the eating, the sleeping, the diaper changing, and it's sometimes quick to not want to focus on some of these other things that maybe we're not going to be there. Like you just take a step back and are like, well, that's important to them. So it's going to be important to me. Megan, you said you were assistant director and you're also a parent of a child in early intervention. So let's just hear from you from your per different perspectives. What does functional or authentic assessment mean to you? So the words functional assessment to me as a parent actually don't mean anything. Those words sound like fancy words that, you know, I have as a parent, it can be hard to even understand what is assessment. Never mind this word functional. And to be honest, even as a... um. EI clinician, when I first heard the words functional assessment, it took me a while to understand what that meant. But as I learned more about it, I realized we're doing this all the time. The way I see it as a parent now is when 
my um, service coordinator. So my daughter is six months old and she was born two months premature. And so we have visits with the PT and we're working on um, help for her flat head and her torticollis. And so what this looks like to me is that each week when our PT visits, she starts out with saying, how are you doing this week? How's the week been? How are you? She doesn't jump right into, okay, I'm here, I'm the PT and let's do those stretches because some weeks I'm more stressed out or I'm more tired or I want to tell her what happened when we went to the pediatrician's office this week or what uh, my husband said about something uh, that my daughter was doing. So I'm not always in the same spot every week when she gets there. And so if she was to come in and decide how we were going to start our visit or what we were going to do that day, that wouldn't feel right. And I, it would be her setting the tone instead of her assessing using her functional assessment skills where I am and what I'm ready to do that day. One example I can give is, you know, for example, she might come in and after talking a bit, I might say, you know, my daughter, Sadie, she's really struggling with tummy time this week. And what I mean, really mean is I'm struggling with tummy time this week, right? Because when I put her on her belly, she just screams. So my um, home visitor might say, okay, well, show me. Let's do it. Let's do it together and let's put her on her belly and let's figure out how we can make this better. Like, do we have to put some toys in a different spot? Do we have to use a little pillow or a ball to support her? We kind of work through it step by step. And she might still scream, but it feels better for me being able to show my home visitor, you know, this is what's happening, and we're kind of figuring it out together in instead of her telling me what we should be doing. I love that you said, like, that some weeks you're just not there. And that, like, you need to come in and figure out, like, where the parent is. I think that's such a good reminder. That makes me think about health insurance. The, the unit of change is the child in this work. And that's what health insurance pays for. But on the IFSP, sometimes I want to write a goal. And I'm new to EI. I've only been in EI for 14 months. Um, that is around the parent something that the parent wants to be able to do so that then they are more available for their child. And um, that's a big shift, right? Um, even the shift from us going in and I'm making quotes in the air, fixing the child. There's still some remnants of that and pediatricians who still believe that's what we do. So it's a kind of an uphill climb to, to shift the understanding of what EI is and what we do. One other thought I had was about just the role of culture in functional assessment and how in the community where we work, we work with a lot of different cultures um, from uh, ethnic background to class to education levels. It's varied. And um, I hear um, sometimes we people talk about and having difficulty with, say, for example, in uh, many Bangladesh families that we work with, staff notice that parents force feed babies and how horrible this is. And they're not reading the baby's cues and then they use the TV and, um, and then we're coming from that place of judgment instead of curiosity. 
And when we come from that place, how um, we're just not going to do good and effective work. And how do we make it safe enough as a staff to talk about these biases, to talk about these difficult feelings, to talk about resentment we might have about families so that we can clear it out and go back in with more compassion and more openness. One of the things I think I hear all of you saying is that part of functional assessment is seeking to understand. And I think that that's awesome. And it sounds like here at your program, you're seeking to understand on a lot of different levels, not just with the families, but with the staff, with your referral sources. Um, and I think that that's great. Sounds like you guys are doing amazing work with families. And I give you a lot of credit for sort of trying to really incorporate this into your work and really think about what it means for your staff and the families that you serve and family engagement and making early intervention really meaningful. So um, good job. It sounds like you guys are doing awesome. And it was really great to hear from today from people who are on the ground doing it. You know, Dana and I have been in the field of early intervention for a long time, but we aren't necessarily seeing the staff and families every day. So thank you so much for taking your time to talk to us. was such a great conversation, such a good opportunity for us and our listeners to hear from people who are using functional assessment, implementing it every day. And I loved hearing from both perspectives, from the, actually all three, if you had from the clinician's perspective, from the program supervisor's, manager's perspective, and then from families. I think that is a wonderful way to wrap up what we've been talking about all this time. It really kind of reminded me that all of these components of functional assessment that we've been talking about throughout this series, we talked about observing, we talked about active listening, we talked about asking good questions, we talked about checking your bias, um, and using these skills both initially with families and ongoing, it really just reminds us that this is how you get families engaged. By doing these things and making sure that you're really intentional about them, you are doing family engagement. Sort of is all what early intervention is about. And I love it that functional assessment, you could think of it as, oh, it's just assessment, it's this point in time. But I, I hope that folks listening to this podcast series have had time to think through how functional assessment weaves into all the interactions with families, because without it, it's really just not early intervention. We need to know, we need to gather the information, we need to figure out how to use it to make intervention meaningful and individualized to families. And I love that the folks that you interviewed helped us um, sort of make that point in our last episode. Well, we hope that you have enjoyed listening to this series. Um, we've certainly enjoyed having these talks and having the opportunity to dig into functional assessment a little bit. We hope you'll stay tuned for our next series too. Um, I would tell you the topic, but we'll leave it. We'll leave you hanging and hope you come back for more. Um, so feel free to reach out to Emily or I. You can find our information on our Podbean homepage. If you have ideas or comments about the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So thanks everyone. <music>